0: Many U.S. healthcare organizations are facing flat or declining revenue as a result of lower reimbursements and a growing proportion of income from public insurance. To survive in such a market, organizations can no longer rely on their reputations. They have to distinguish themselves in meeting patients' needs. I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with Thomas Lee, an internist at Brigham and Women's Hospital, Professor at Harvard Medical School and the Harvard School of Public Health, and Chief Medical Officer of Press Ganey. Dr. Lee has co-authored a perspective article about the importance of strategy for healthcare organizations. Dr. Lee, you write in your article that the chief goal of healthcare organizations has to be improving value for patients. How can organizations know in real time whether they are, in fact, improving value?
1: The only way they can really do it is measuring outcomes for patients and also measuring how much it's costing them to deliver those outcomes, and then wherever they're starting from, try to get better. Try to improve those outcomes and try to do it by lowering costs or keeping costs the same. In other words, improving the value of care.
0: You also write that healthcare organizations should function as a portfolio of businesses that treat specific clinical conditions. But since real patients often have multiple coexisting conditions, many of them won't fall neatly into one of these business categories. How does your strategic vision deal with that?
1: Well, first, in the old days, you didn't really need to try to organize teams to meet the needs of groups of patients because, frankly, there just wasn't pressure to do it. But now there's competition on value, and that means trying to think about what is the level at which value is created. And it's not created at the level where patients are really heterogeneous and you can't really measure anything is created when you have subsets of patients that do have similar needs and do have similar costs. Now, in medicine, we get paralyzed by the exception. We think of all the patients who don't fit any category. But the fact of the matter is, there are lots of patients who do fit into categories. And if you're improving outcomes or lowering costs for those groups of patients that do fit in categories, you're improving the value of care. So I would say don't get paralyzed by the exceptions. Try to do some organization which is better than none.
0: Okay, so we've gotten past that hurdle. What then are your recommendations for managing each of the separate businesses and then for coordinating the portfolio of all of them in an organization?
1: The first thing is to manage and compete at the business line level, the level of diabetics or patients with Parkinson's or patients with cardiac surgery. What you have to think about is how are you going to be different from the other people you're competing with? Because if you're doing things the same as everyone else, well, ultimately, you're just going to be competing on price alone, and that is not a pretty outcome for anybody. So how can you be different? Well, what you can do is have real teams that really work well together to meet patients' needs, and you can be creative about how those teams figure out how to do things more efficiently. At a higher level, the second part of your question, then the question becomes like can systems, can delivery systems create value by amplifying what good teams do, by concentrating volume in the locations, in the places where good teams exist to take care of patients more efficiently. So that's like the corporate strategy, how are you're going to consolidate patients and the lower down business line strategy is how you can have great teams take care of patients.
0: So, looking at that ladder first, creating something distinctive, you say, something that will make you different from your competitors. Can you give us an example of an organization that's done that?
1: Sure. I think that the best examples I've seen are where they co locate the various types of clinicians that are required to do a terrific job in meeting patients' needs. And when clinicians of different types are bumping into each other in the hallways, in the workrooms, they can make care better. And frankly, they can save time for patients and make care efficient in so many other ways. When clinicians are spread all over the map and they don't even know each other and they wouldn't even know each other if they passed each other in the hallway, care is not going to be as good and not going to be as efficient.
0: You say in your article that large multi-site organizations can improve value for patients and You mentioned several tools for building volume, mergers, partnerships, that sort of thing. Is there evidence that consolidating care in that way can improve outcomes or save money?
1: Sure. And to give you a really sort of granular example, at Virginia Mason in Seattle, they have focused all of the back pain into one place. You know, one phone number, everyone goes to one place. They get in the same day that they call, usually if not the next day, and they come into this one place and they're seen by both a physician and a physical therapist at the same time. They usually start physical therapy the same day. And by concentrating all of their back pain in this one location where there's a terrific team, they've been able to reduce radiology use by about 80%, and they decrease time loss from work by some other huge percentage. It's better care, it's less expensive care, And it could not be done if patients were bouncing around the healthcare system randomly.
0: You say that the leaders of these healthcare organizations, at least historically, have often been selected on the basis of their research credentials, and that that may leave the clinical enterprise relying on the momentum and reputation of the institution rather than any forward-looking strategy. So how do organizations that want to focus on that sort of strategy and to focus on increasing value go about selecting leaders?
1: I think what organizations need is clarity on what they're trying to do, and then they have to be willing to make choices. Believe me, I have nothing against research credentials. They're certainly not a hindrance, but they're not enough to guarantee success. The willingness to make choices which may irritate and even anger some of one's colleagues, that is what it takes to execute strategy. That's one of the things I've learned is that Strategy is ultimately about making choices, and if you're not making any choices, then you probably don't really have a strategy.
0: Finally, most of your article focuses on questions for healthcare organizations as a whole. Is there anything that individual physicians can do to promote value for patients or to help their organizations remain competitive? I think
1: as a practicing doctor myself, I know how hard it is to get through your morning, get through your afternoon. I think that physicians should realize that they don't take care of patients by themselves anymore. It's medicine just too advanced, too complicated. They are part of an organization, and if that organization is going to do a great job, if it's going to compete and succeed in the new marketplace, then their organization does need to make choices, does need to locate patients where there's excellence. And some of those choices may be disruptive to me as an individual doctor, but If it's in the interest of value for patients, then I should be supportive.
0: Thank you, Dr. Lee.